Live from the home office of Ag Solutions Network, it's the Ag Emerge Podcast. We're here to move the ag paradigm forward by helping you regenerate your soils using new ideas, research, and emerging technologies. Get ready to improve your soils, your crops, your livestock, and your family's livelihood. I'm Kim Sheese. And I'm Monty Bottoms. And we're your hosts. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Ag Emerge podcast. In this installment of the podcast, we're delving into how our brains process change and what we can do to think critically and think differently. You might ask, what's that got to do with soil health and regenerative ag? Well, as we work to examine, evaluate, and implement emerging ideas and technology in agriculture, thinking differently is key to the success of this endeavor. Today, we are joined by Holly Green. Holly is an experienced business leader, author, highly acclaimed keynote speaker, and a behavioral scientist. I'm excited to learn about the work she's doing, guiding leaders on how to incorporate innovation and think differently. She talks about having strategic agility and how to develop the ability to move fast with focus and flexibility all key concepts when we're challenging that old ag paradigm. So won't you join me and listening to Holly as she really pushes the envelope on how we think about how we think. So welcome, Holly, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And if I left anything pertinent out, you should let me know so we can, (laughs) you have a a lovely um, and extensive resume of experience with large corporations doing training and, and uh, just really challenging them in their thought process too. I have worked with some of the world's best, uh, including for-profit and not-for-profit organizations, as well as with some elite teams around the globe, including our United States Navy SEALs, our Top Gun fighter pilots, Olympic athletes, etc. So I have the privilege and the pleasure of working with an incredibly diverse group of clients around the globe and, uh, you know, translating what we see in some of those other sectors outside of work into our work behaviors. Don't you find it interesting how um, you can, you know, when you say Navy SEALs and Top Gun fighters, I just think about people who are having to make uh, decisions in a split second and um, really being able to take that kind of thought process and apply it to business um, applications and, and things that we're doing day to day. That that must be super uh, exciting and interesting to, to know how to do. It certainly is. And, uh, you know, they are doing things, obviously, where at at many times lives are truly at risk or at stake. Um, So it it is fascinating to look at what can we learn from those sectors, from people who are clearly the very, very best at what they do. What can we learn and apply at work so that we can be the very best at what we do? That's exciting. I, I, I just, um, I think everyone's trying to work to um, just each day learn something new and, and apply something new um, as we're moving along. And, and that's a lot of what we do with Aggie Merge. You know, we talk about um, in agriculture how fast the technology is moving and there's so much data pouring into our space and 
um, the pace of it is intense too. So, you know, as a farmer to try to, um, you know, disseminate all this information that's coming in, um, it, it's, it's pretty intense and can be overwhelming. And, you know, in your book, um, you, where you talk about, um, using your brain to win, um, you talk about that fast paced, um, focus and, um, you know, you, you tell us to find, um, new ways, you know, to look at an old problem. And that's really mm-hmm. what we're trying to do with breaking out of that old ag paradigm. Can you talk a little bit about that, finding new ways to, to address those old problems? Absolutely. Um, you know, we understand logically the world is changing very, very fast, but we don't behave that most days. We do the mm. same things over and over again. We expect different results. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We rely on outdated data, our information, um, you know, beliefs that we have about the world and our clients and the work that we do that were formed certainly in the past. And so the key is first to think about what you're thinking about, Um, what led you to your decision, your belief that something is absolutely positively the right way. Why do you do things that way? And begin begin to have more awareness of what drives you to your own behaviors. So that's absolutely positively crucial to start. Um, and then you've got to be able to, uh, we call unlearn. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be able then to examine what got you to where you're at, why you think that way, why you're so sure you're right. And you've got to be able to tease it apart a little and just pause and ponder we say poke your brain in Facebook language. Yes. Um, poke your brain with some key questions or, or neuro prompts. Quick, quick visits to your brain to help you rethink, restructure. And you may come to the same conclusion again. So then you can be fairly certain that you're on the right path. And a lot of times you're going to come up with something new. So neuro prompts look like what if questions, for instance. Mm. What if I'm wrong? What if there's different data? What if we know something now we didn't know five years ago? What if? What if? Um, and the coolest thing I think about your brain <laughs> as an mm. adult human, you cannot not answer a question. And so mm. I always tell people, make your questions good. Right? Ah. <laughs> so poking your brain a little bit with those what if questions, changing perspective. What if I had to come up with a new way to do this? What if I were someone looking at this from a completely different angle? What if I knew nothing about the technology and the way things had already always been done or the regulations? Then what would I do differently? Mm-hmm. What if I were starting this from scratch today? What would I do? Um, so that changing perspective also can really, really uh, trigger us to just look at the same thing in a slightly different way. Your, your brain is absolutely astounding. It's an amazing organ in the human body, the one we know the least about today. And you have tremendous capabilities well beyond what we're typically uh, using our brain for on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, exciting. I love the questioning side of it because um, I think by nature, we, we just really have a lot of questions. And, and so if we can be questioning our brain and asking those what if things, um, I really think that can lead us down some, some interesting discovery paths as we go. And 
what do you think keeps people from not wanting to unlearn, or, or, you know, that they don't want to unlearn it? They like the way they do something. They, um, you know, that it's that tradition or that, you know, whatever it might be. What, what stops people from doing that? Well, there's two things here. One of the things you said was, you know, people like questions, et cetera. And that's not necessarily the truth today. Mm. Um, you, you, for those that still like questions, that's a good sense of curiosity. Um, however, the pacing today strips a lot of that away from our lives. Mm. We don't have time or we think we don't have time for curiosity. We think we don't have time to pause and ponder or wonder or explore something a little differently. So there's one huge hurdle is this, this pacing that we're at today. Um, and that's, that's really, uh, it's a shame, mm, mm-hmm. uh, and it continues to increase this this speed that we operate at. Hmm. Um, the second piece of it that that can really get in our way is that our brain is set up. It's actually constructed to like what it already knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you kind of go back and you think about caveman days, we walked outside our cave, there was a saber-toothed tiger. We didn't have to pause, ponder, and reprocess from scratch <laughs> each time. We knew it ate 14 of my family members last week. I should run really fast or get a big step, right? Right. So we knew. Um, and that was a good shortcut, and it was an efficient way of being, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, once we travel the path a few times, our brain really likes well-worn pathways. We get great comfort from the things that we are familiar with. And so we're constructed that way. The problem is in a hyper-paced, hyper-changing world, what got us here, the pathway that we created 10 years ago, five years ago, even a year ago, may not be the best pathway today, but our brain likes it. Uh It knows it. It's comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not working well, you know, this is, this is why in your personal life, you maybe know people who have the same bad relationships over and over again. In our professional lives, we see people who make the same sort of mistakes in approach or Mm -hmm. practices or behaviors over and over again, even though they know it's not working as well for them as they'd like it to, um, we tend to stick to those well-worn pathways. So that, that also really gets in the way of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that now as you're talking about that. So I always think of myself as like a lifelong learner. You know, I, I'm, I'm the person that probably drives people crazy because I'm always asking why, you know, why is this like this? Why does it do that? But I understand what you're saying about how we were wired to, you know, I'm also a, a creature of habit. So I'm running down that same path that I've made back and forth. Um, but it sounds like what you're saying is a lot of it is recognizing that we're doing that and and then starting to take steps to move away from it. Yep. Yep. We have this comfort corridor, right? Mm, okay. <laughs> this, I like that. This, this hallway, if you will, of great comfort. Um, the cool thing is, and, and what I find absolutely fascinating, is that we also have enormous neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. And that's just a really big word. You know, you can use it to wow your family and friends, but really <laughs> simply defined, it just means that your brain, until your brain is either diseased or you're dead, you can create new pathways. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that to me is is probably one of the most important discoveries about the human brain in the last decade. We, we have a lot of cliches and old dog can't learn new tricks, things like right. that but it's not really true for adult humans. Mm. Um, We do have the ability to create new pathways. 
it just requires two crucial ingredients, time and intention. And of course, time is our most precious asset today. Right. People feel very, very busy, like they're not getting everything they want done. And so we're running and the running is down the comfort corridors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We head right back to those paths that we know. And especially yep. like if we get stressed or something, we tend to come back to those things. Or Yes. I can imagine that challenges, like um, if something that you tried d- didn't work, then you revert back to that common pathway rather than kind of sticking it out a little bit and, and uh, addressing those challenges. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That 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 comfort is very very important to us. Absolutely. And I suppose I mean a comfort thing isn't bad, but it right, it, right. it does give us uh, it it can it can cause us to uh, not extend or not use that elasticity of the brain that you were talking about. I probably simplified that uh, <laughs> to oh, really stretch okay. us to what you know what we could be doing or thinking about or learning. Right. We have this, what I call, busyness bubble, uh, a set of beliefs uh, and assumptions about ourselves and about the world. And this busyness thing is the biggest thing that gets in the way, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Mm -hmm. We kind of have this notion that I have to be running. I have to be constantly engaged. It doesn't matter if it's playing Candy Crush on the phone. As long as I look busy, I'm important. Right. Um, And so it's a a real problem. it, it is not a belief. Busyness is not a belief in what I call the elite brain, right? Mm. The elite brain slows down and creates those new neural pathways. Uh, top performers in, in any sectors make more new neural connections. They're able to change perspective and challenge assumptions. They maintain this un, unwavering focus on the target. So it enables them to pause, think, and focus so that they're running in the right direction with their team in the same race and they're unlearning along the way because they are constantly making these new neural connections. And that's what's really key then is those new neural connections because I presume that then once you make that new pathway, then it, it really is like you're a trailblazer. You, you're you're getting further into the jungle, so to speak, but you're finding then new things, new discoveries, the deeper that you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And I, I love that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you talked about, you know, and you said this just a minute ago, slowing down to speed up. Yes. And really, yeah. you know, really um, uh, being intentional about, you said, um, staying unwavering focus on the target. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, it, that's really key. You know, we, we talk about in this, in this process of Aggie Merge, we've um, had um, a couple of great speakers that have come and talked about, um, you know, what, is our, what, are, what are our resource concerns? Like we're so busy uh, trying to do the day-to-day thing that we don't stop and look at what are the direct um, things that are our biggest concern right at the beginning. And we haven't, we've thought about Band-Aids for them, but not really mm-hmm. like root causes and, and really trying to investigate why those things are happening which would take us down those what if questions and and why questions to get us to you know what um, uh, some new thinking. Right. We're, we I always say we're very busy to doing, 
not spending a lot of time to thinking. Right? <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, and again, I think you've, um, you know, you've talked, which is such a key thing that, that we are, um, a lot about looking busy or being busy. Yeah. And, um, it, it's a, it's not only in professional life, but in personal life as well, where people are running and chasing and doing, and um, we're maybe not being intentional about, you know, relationships or I, you know, whatever it might be, right? That we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's and and that that pressure comes from everywhere. You know, it comes from all around us. There are societal norms and pressures. There's the advances, constant ongoing advances in technology that enable that pacing. But realistically, we're not structured to operate well that way as a creature. So are we meant to multitask then? <laughs> we, we actually physically cannot multitask. It is not possible for the adult human to multitask. What you're doing when you think you're multitasking and what many people get very confused about is you are switching between thinking tasks. You can do multiple rote behaviors at a time. You can walk on a treadmill and sing a song, for instance. Those are rote sort of behaviors. You're not really thinking. Mm -hmm. But once you layer on a thinking task, you can do one and only one at a time. Now, you can switch between thinking tasks pretty quickly, half a second maybe. Um, depending on the depth of the thinking task, how fast you is what dictates how fast you can switch. So you can switch, but here's the problem. Mm -hmm. We're interrupted on average 50 to 80 times a day at work. Um, every time we're interrupted, we're switching. Imagine the waste in our Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. by looking busy, but actually switching between thinking tasks. And if you're truly in a thinking task and someone interrupts you, It can take between five and 18 minutes to refocus fully on the thinking task. Interesting. Yeah. So the waste is enormous. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely enormous, but it feels like we're busy. Sure. And so we've lost sight of the the importance and the critical um, nature of focus when we need to focus. Now, there are times when certainly we've got to be to-doing and being interrupted if there's a safety issue or an emer- a true emergency, sure. of course, we have that ability to quickly switch to something else. But the problem is we've gotten mixed up on, on true emergencies. Our fight or flight instinct, um, which by the way is not probably in our top three anymore instincts, but is still there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, is is really applied to meetings and things that are not truly fight or flight scenarios. Gotcha. So we're triggered constantly on this to doing mm-hmm. and not taking the breath and thinking about what got me here. Why am I thinking this? Why do I feel so strongly about this? Is it possible? There's different data. Could it be someone would see this differently? Mm-hmm. What if I were sitting on the other side of the table? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think there's so much to unpack of both how we can um, really start to um, implement some of these uh, concepts and and really uh, get out and start rethinking and, and just, you know, take that fresh approach each day to something that we're doing. Is there a certain, like, um, 
practice that you like to do when, you know, do you start off in the morning and think, okay, here's my list of what I'm going to tackle, or this is the problem I'm trying to solve today. Do, do you have a, a suggested uh, avenue to, to go at each day to, to try to, you know, rethink what you're doing? Absolutely. The first thing you've got to do is get clear on winning. <clears throat> so mm. what is winning for you, your organization, your team, you personally, you professionally, what is the win? It is stunning when I ask that question, how often I'm met with silence. We're working incredibly hard, but if I ask you to define the win for me with specificity, mm. for instance, at a company-wide level, uh, I'll ask leaders to define the win for me beyond the core financial metrics. Mm -hmm. And I met with silence. Well, if we can't define the win, how do we know what race to run? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. getting clear on winning is absolutely crucial. And again, it's one of those key factors that sets apart the elite from the rest of us. Once you're clear on winning, um, you push what I call your prove yourself right button. You are an amazing animal at proving yourself right. And mm -hmm. so... Your, and your brain doesn't discern well between real and imagined on many levels. So if you think about for just a second, why do we go to scary movies? Why does certain music evoke fear, et cetera? So the brain <laughs> doesn't really discern well. So um, once you're clear on winning, then start every single day by asking yourself of what I do today, what will move me, my team, the organization the most towards winning? Mm. What will create excellence? and organize your day around that. That's the best time management or attention management tool that I know of, right? Because if we're clear on that win, our brain starts figuring out ways to prove it right. We're amazing creatures. We put together pieces and parts in whole new ways. We look for alternatives and options to prove ourselves right. And so we want to take advantage of some of the things that we do instinctually. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's crucial is let's don't pretend we're logical, rational creatures because we're not. We're irrational, illogical animals. <laughs> so let's use the things that we do very well. Sure. And take advantage of those. Let's leverage that as assets. That's that's excellent. And I, I think uh, that kind of leads into uh, one of the things that um, you were talking about where um one one thing that we encourage farmers to do to to get out and see what they're trying to do differently or think differently is to get out into the field and examine what's happening in their soil because sometimes they get so removed from the actual mm -hmm. soil and what's going on we want them to get out there and walk the fields and evaluate what's going on and it reminds me of something that you wrote where you encouraged business managers to get out of their offices and see what's going on. And it kind of talks about like you, you're saying, you know, um, to, uh, be clear on winning. Well, when you're getting out there and you're seeing what's going on with that winning idea in mind, then, uh, you're able to, to actually, uh, sort of hands, get your hands dirty and feel what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And it changes your perspective. Right. Instead of seeing the data in a spreadsheet, you're out in the field, you're exposed to it firsthand, which prompts your brain to maybe consider it a little differently. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You're you're looking at uh, uh, just some 
um, well, like I said, just hands-on feeling um, of what's happening. And, and then also when you have that focus of um, that win- winning proposition, then you're really, um, it, it just keeps you driving towards that. So, right. um, yeah, that's, I think it's interesting because um, on one hand, um you talked about how, you know, we want to uh, prove ourselves right. So mm-hmm. can can that ever go awry on us? Like, I, I feel like, oh, the, yeah. you know, the whole, um, I'm kind of prone to saying a man com- uh, convinced against his will is of the same opinion still, um, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, there's a lot of folks I, I probably get accused of um, wanting to be right. And I, I always respond, I, I don't, I'm not paid to be wrong. So, you know, <laughs> but I, I always need to be learning, uh, what, you know, if what I'm doing is, uh, you know, <clears throat> down the right path and, and doing the right thing. So when, when can that go awry on us, um, always proving ourselves right? Well, uh, so there are a couple of indicators when we're doing it. Don't you think? Isn't it true? It's obvious we should. Shouldn't we? Mm. Those are all the indicators. And we should be aware of our own language and the language of others because that's evidence that we're just about to start proving ourselves right. We're going to pretend to ask a question, but we're not really asking a question. <laughs> we just want you to agree. Sure. So there's there's one of your big clues or cues that you're doing it. Um, And certainly it can disserve us. Uh, You know, if I dig into something despite contrary data, that that's not going to serve me well in proving myself right. Mm -hmm. If I am trying to negotiate, if I am trying to influence others, but I'm digging into my own perspective or my own belief structure without really listening, I, I lose all ability to influence. So it it does not serve us well in a lot of ways. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, when we're, <laughs> the, the ways it can serve us well is when we're crystal clear on the win, we can move our team towards it and our brain will look for ways to make it so. Mm. But that can be a good thing or a bad mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's just I always fast. say I, I manipulate people, but only for good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so... Uh, it, it can certainly be used for good. In our practice, I spend a lot of my time doing strategic planning work and helping companies get truly strategically agile. So how do you move yes. fast with focus and flexibility? The proving ourselves right is one of the core concepts and techniques that we utilize because it, once you have defined that when, you're so incredible at proving yourself right. So it, the, the, the trick, if you will, is that defining the win up front to make sure you're proving the right thing right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and, and that when you've, when you've defined that win, you, you know that, that that's the target that you're going for. So proving yourself right is the right thing because of that. You know, you know yes. that that win is the right thing. So, and I, I love that you were talking about um, strategic agility and um, you, you talked a lot about that in your book too. And uh, one that, that it makes me think of is that farming is like a chess game. I mean, it's, it's not just one move. It's seeing every move on the board and anticipating what your um, opponent is going to be doing. And so, uh, you know, when, when you look at that whole field and, 
and you're looking for a specific, you're trying to, to future proof and future think what's going to happen. And I think, does that kind of speak to that strategic ability that you're talking about? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a crucial component of thinking strategically. And by the way, thinking strategically is one of the most developmentally difficult competency sets hmm. to acquire and develop. And, and why is that? We presume and assume people just can do it. Mm -hmm. But it, it is a very complex set of abilities and skills that create a competency set um, to be able to do that. It is not something we have. Most people don't have it naturally, if you will. And what steps do people take to, to develop that, that ability to be strategic? Well, practicing thinking differently is crucial mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. um, being able to acquire data and working to look at data objectively from mm -hmm. multiple lens or multiple angles mm -hmm. is very, very important to strategic thinking and strategic agility. Um, so the questioning of ourselves and the others in an appropriate manner is crucial to that. Sure. You, you, time. Yes. Time is an, an, a very, very important element in that equation. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of a lot of different elements that all come together. You know, it's not a simple, okay, well, you need to think about this strategically. All right, I'll get right on that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and I think that's part of it is that, you know, to, to be willing to question what you knew and to understand, um, you know, these other elements of data that are coming in and, and really being able to um, think critically about what, what that information is and then apply it to uh, your situation or whatever, you know, what, however you're trying to apply it in that, um, in that particular environment. So, um, and, and I think you said too, maybe self-aware that, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, that when you fall into those old traps of, uh, you know, this is what I, what I am feeling, I want to be right, but, <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. is it exactly. really, is it really what's, what's true? So, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's only one thing that people can agree to that makes a great leader globally. And it leadership, by the way, is the most written about topic in the world. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that everyone pretty much agrees to is that to be a great leader, you have to have very high self-awareness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to be able to think about what you're thinking about. Excellent. I, I just, I love that. And it's just such can sometimes be such a hard concept to to really wrap our brains around because yeah. um, we do get stuck in our old ways or um, you know you you can think that you're self aware and then really what you are is just kind of stuck in your ways uh, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe that's just how I'm thinking about it but um, I think that's true. <laughs> well, um, I. I love how these concepts apply to what we're trying to do um, at Aggie Merge because when we're trying to break out of an old cycle, we're you know we've we've looked at things um, differently, and we had a lot of science and a lot of data that we thought you know was supporting the direction that we're going, but n now we're seeing more science and more data that that mm -hmm. is 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 sort of unraveling some of the things that we knew and. Um, 
and and so we're trying to evaluate that. So for us to be able to um, look at that information and say, okay, well, we used to think it was like this, and now it, we know that it's not. So then how do we move forward from that? Um, and, and what does our brain first do when we learn that new information? Well, we reject it. You know, it's not true because, remember, we like what we already know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's an instinctual response. I, I always use the example of, uh, you know, listen, Pluto's no longer in the considered a planet in the solar system, right? And, you right. Know, we grew up making our, our little mobiles Mold. with it. Um, things change. We used right. to believe the world was flat, too. So things change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the problem is we forget to update. That unlearning regularly uh, helps us get in cycles of updating. Yes, yes. Well, I think that <laughs> I I think that technology updates um, probably have a good analogy to a lot of people's brains. People dread software updates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because as a tech person, I know how critical software updates can be, but I also know that when they can fix one problem, they can also completely create another problem. And so I oh, think yeah. that's why we're inherently, uh, uh, you know, we, we just want to back off from that and don't do that update right away. But but more what we're what you're saying is that we do need to update our thinking and then um but but we may have redirects from that as well it's not might not be this the complete answer but then we need to learn how to pivot from that to the next path that it's taking us down mhm mm mhm mm excellent yeah so what just you know I, there's uh, there's so much information that's it, it's so exciting to know that we can be learning all the time that you know we really um, as we learn and understand what our brains are doing um, that that we can grow them and and learn new things is there something that y you um, really want to say that if this is one key thing you can do to make sure that you're thinking differently, that you're growing those paths, that you're, you know, what, what's something that we can take home today that we think we need to start doing that today? Well, I've, I'd go back to starting your morning, uh, you know, of what I do today, what's going to move me or the organization, the team, the most towards winning. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. um, I would say carve out three minutes, three minutes. It's nothing in the scheme of things. Take a few deep breaths, visit your brain, pause and think about something in a new way. Prompt your brain with some what if questions and really refocus a little bit. Your brain loves to play. And when you visit it, it considers it play. So, you know, make sure you're playing with your brain a little bit. I love that. And um, I read that, I read your blog on playing with your brain and you had uh, several um, uh, questions on there. And, uh, and I used those uh, over the weekend to test a few folks to see. <laughs> oh, great. And, and we had a lot of fun uh, thinking about and it. And they're because, still speaking to you. Yeah, right? and they're still speaking to me. <laughs> but it's just the perfect example of how um, we sort of hear what we want to hear. Um, okay. we, we only listen for certain things. I don't think we listen to full, um, sentences that people are saying. And, and that could be a whole nother discussion on, um, just good listening skills, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, understanding w what's being said or how to disseminate that information or bring it in 
And um, I think those are, are great. So so it is a good idea to to do those brain challenges and and keep our minds sharp uh, throughout the day as we're as we're we're working on that target. Your brain does consume a lot of energy. So mm-hmm. make important decisions early. Uh, start your, that's why I say start your day, not end your day with getting clear on winning. Start mm-hmm. your day that way. Mm-hmm. Um, decision degradation. Decision fatigue is a very real concern in today's world. So take advantage of the tools you have and the way those tools work, just like you would out on the farm, right? Right. You know, a tool that's not good at something to do that thing. We use the right tools. Use your brain just the same way. That's great. That's great. Well, I feel like there's about 900 other things I could ask you about, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to um, uh, do that to you, but I, um, I really appreciate your time today and just uh, your, your knowledge and understanding of this topic and how, how key it is because um, we can we can waste so much time uh, not being focused on um, where we can go, and it it's just I feel like uh, our brain is excited to learn. I mean, when you yep. learn something new and it it takes you down another path that that's a that's an awesome feeling uh, as well as just a I don't know it just it just seems to really. Um, enhance and improve just your day-to-day experience. Absolutely. So that's, that's so exciting. And Holly, um, we just look forward to talking with you again. And um, I just can't thank you enough for, for joining us here today on the podcast for Aggie Merge. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it.